Yesterday, we had a 15-hour flight back from, from what I like to call guitar. <laughs> they actually pronounce it cutter, but it's, it's Q-A-T-A-R, right? And they say cutter. That's what they say, but it's not spelled C-U-T-T-E-R. It's it's like a guitar. So I, I like I just got back from the rock star nation of guitar. And uh, anyway, we were there. Um, we had a layover, had about a, a nine-hour layover there, 15-hour flight home. And then before that, we were in Uganda, and I'm I'm very grateful to uh, His Highness Mr. Mr. King Oyo and the Queen Mother, Queen Best. They got us straight into the airport. They took us through the diplomatic section, which I've never got to do that before, and that was really fun. I got to meet with uh, the Minister of Finance, the Minister of this, and the Minister of that, and all these people that are very high up in the Ugandan government, and also too in the Kingdom of Uganda, and also the Kingdom of Toro. And they're like wanting to make us honorary citizens of Uganda for 28 years of work there. This is our 28th year of doing a work in Uganda. Uh, Liana has been to Uganda. I think this was her 44th trip to Uganda. And uh, they're actually wanting to make us honorary citizens, which would be really cool because then we wouldn't have to get a visa. And uh, we also, anyway, there's a bunch of big advantages to do that. So having a dual, about to be a dual national. Be, I'll be a Texan and I'll be a Uganda. Yeah, so how cool is that? Well, and American too, which is cool. So uh, that's going to be awesome. And and we had some crazy cool things happen. But guys, I had so many miracles happen, and I got to tell you about them. I went and I went and met some of my rescue girls that we've been rescuing here over the past couple of years that I haven't got to see face to face since COVID. And gosh, I got one in particular. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go ahead and I'm gonna hit it out the park and just start showing you some things. Um, you guys might very well remember um, a beautiful 18-year-old girl that we rescued. Um, actually, actually had to had to buy her, um, bought her from these animals that owned her. She was 18 years old. They were taking advantage of her. Number one, because she's a girl. Number two, because she's poor. And I mean, that's what you do to girls that are poor. You know, you just sex them up and you abuse them and you make money off of their bodies. And I want to just—I'm starting to get mad <laughs> right now. And just telling you, man, the body of Jesus has to stand up to these thugs and these punks and go, not on our watch, dude. You ain't going to do that. And so anyway, we did get involved in it and uh, found out about it. Um, it was so it was such a horrific situation that there wasn't even a set price for her. You could just this guy's like ringing a bell out in front of this little hotel room in eastern Uganda, right on the border of Kenya. And. A line, how much money you got? Well, I don't know. What do you got? You got $5? You got uh, $3? You got $30? Just throw it in a hat and then wait in line. And um, a friend of mine found out what was going on and saw, went to and talked to the guy and just said, hey, how much How much would you, what if we just bought her and we just took her home? Oh, well, that's going to be a big price. So then he found out that there was an American involved and he changed the price from a couple of hundred dollars to 5,000 bucks. And Bottom line is we bought her, we redeemed her, we got her out, we put her straight in the hospital and she's almost dead. And she had an infant baby with her, uh, an 18 year old girl, and she had an infant baby with her that was in the same room that all this was going on and had been going on for a long, long time. Uh, she had some tremendous issues and um, 
Bottom line is we walked, we walked that all the way through. She had to have surgery. She had to have her body healed. And then it, and then, and everybody thought that she was mentally handicapped. Everybody's like, well, she's nonverbal and she's mentally handicapped. Turns out she was just traumatized. That's all she was. And when we got her and when we moved her and once she got healed up, she started to speak and her processing began to change. Uh, we got some professional people involved in her life. We got some pastoral friends of mine that got with her and prayed with her every day and just spoke to her concerning her worth and her value and just how beautiful she is. And we went to go get her and to actually move her from the one physical location to another. And they said, hey, these are the people who rescued her, who rescued you. This is the day that that happened. That's her there on the ground. And like, why is she on the ground? Because that's the way that that's the way that you greet people in Uganda. You just kind of squat all the way down and hold your hand up. And she's just being completely, you know, honorable to him. And and Daryl's telling her, please get up. You know, you don't have to do this. And she felt so comfortable around me. Uh, she she watches me. She follows my podcast and she watches me on TV. And our, our TV impact in Uganda is huge. Literally everywhere we went, uh, people were saying, hey, look, it's Joyce Myers. And I'm like, no, I'm not Joyce Myers. Hey, look, it's it's Joel Osteen. No, I'm not Joel Osteen. But my, my TV show is in between Joyce Myers and Joel Osteen over there. One guy said, I went to this store and he said, I know who you are. You're Joyce Myers' husband. And I said, hey, there you go. So it was it was really funny. But this is her. And at this point, she was telling me, guys, she was telling me, she said, she said, she said, Papa, she said, thank you for seeing me. And she was just like right in my face. I actually have some videos of her talking. She just speaks so softly and she speaks so sweet. She's such a typical Ugandan girl. And she was like, you saved my life. And thank you. I said, well, really, it wasn't me. Number one, it was Jesus. He's the one who saw you. Number two. I have all these friends and partners from all over the world, people that don't even know you and they love you so much. And she put her hands on my face. And when she did, a big tear ran down my face and she, and she didn't go like, ah, oh. she went, ah, like, you know, you're crying. And I was like, all right, quit it. And I took off my hat. And then she's like, look at your hair. And she just started going through my hair. And I mean, we had the best time, guys. We had the best time. That's me. I started the ball and then I took my hat off and she started making fun of my hair. And this is something else too that she did. She was holding on to, she had her right arm around me and she was holding on to my left hand and she's just kind of holding on to me like this, right? And she was talking to me and she's like, Papa, thank you so much for helping me and thank you for loving my, which by the way, she's in beauty school. Uh, we, we were building her a salon. Uh, we will build her a house. She's staying with friends of ours right now. Uh, most of our girls that we rescue have to stay with people for a long time. Uh, her baby is healthy. And by the way, her baby's name is Gift. That's her baby's name is Gift. This is Gift. Oh, Gift. I'm so glad to see you, man. How are you? I know. It's weird, isn't it? I know. I know. It's so cool. Anyway, and just in talking with her and loving, and loving on her. But anyway, she was holding on to my left hand. Leanna had, Leanna was standing directly in front of me with the team and they were over to, to front of me and the right. And we had one of our boys by the name of Felix that we've raised since he was a little bitty and uh, they had bust him in so that we could see him. He's in his twenties now. It's so cool, man, to be in our second generation of rescued kids and he's going to school. And we also met, they also bust in Adam and I have some pictures of him and he's going to college to be a heart surgeon. Yeah. And I mean, this is, this is the kid that we literally found on the streets. I mean, we literally found him sleeping on the ground uh, when he was just a little boy. Uh, 
And now he's all grown up. And again, you and I are paying for all of that. Partners, we're the guys who pay for all of that. And he's literally in college. The brother is going to be a rock star heart surgeon. And so all that's going on. And so she's kind of just checking it out. And she's talking to me and she and I are talking and she's holding on to my left hand. And all of a sudden she opens up my hand and, you know, everybody in Uganda has got really hardworking hands because everybody works with a hoe or they work with a rake or they work. Well, I don't do that. I play guitar and, and talk for a living. And she goes, my God, you have hands like a woman. And she started making fun of my hands because my hands are not, you know, all calloused like a working man ought to be. And she's like, I've never seen a man that has hands like this. I'm like, okay, dude, leave me alone. And then we started just, listen, I can't tell you the joy that I had with that. She, she has watched me so much that uh, doing these kinds of podcasts that she got it. I can't wait to sit down with Troy Brewer and just make fun of him. (laughs) That's how I will show my gratitude. (laughs) it was so stupid awesome y'all and just jesus was all over it it was absolutely ridiculous so so literally man to see a girl go from this to this to go from being a slave to get to getting to be a girl is just crazy it's just crazy anyway and i've got some other cool videos and some other stuff of that let me see what this is right here Oh, there she is. And that's baby gift right there. That's gift. Yep. That's gift. And uh, that's Olivia. And guys, we just had so much fun. Yep. It was a good day. And that was one tiny moment of every day having moments like that all day long. Um, We hung out with the king and the queen and we're working with them on some projects, digging some water wells. Um, doing some things. The queen has a, a special school that we're very proud of. And it's a lot like all the other schools that we have. And I mean, I went to go visit all of our schools and guys, I'm just telling you, man, I, I, it's hard for me to explain, but we have building after building, after building, after building, after building from one end of Uganda to the other end of the Uganda. We have the whole things funded. We have the school teachers, the principals, and every school holds 600 kids. So when you do a gathering, of like multiple schools, it's thousands and thousands of people and who would never ever have an opportunity to be educated or never have an opportunity to be educated, who would never have an opportunity to learn if there's anything more than just hoping somebody will show up and give you a job digging in a ditch or planting a something or something like that. It just, you know, their minds are engaged and guys, Ugandan people are very smart people and they just, they just need opportunity like what anybody else does. Um, one of the really fun things that we did was we went way out in the middle of nowhere and we went to one of our schools. And while we were out there, um, we have a school, we have a medical clinic. Uh, again, the school holds 600 kids. We have a huge church that we built. Everybody's in there praising Jesus. It's so rock star awesome. And then we had a, uh, there's a medical clinic. There's a big soccer field. There, of course, is a water well there. Um, getting electricity into these places is a big deal because like in this case, you know, it's, it's more than 40 miles we had to bring in electricity. And then what happens when we bring in electricity in there, you got a water well, you got school, you got a medical clinic and uh, you got electricity. Okay. Everybody and their dog starts to move there then. And then all of a sudden it turns into this, it turns into a giant village and then it turns into a big town and then it literally turns into a city. And we've seen that over the past, I don't know, 20 years or so, we've actually seen that happen over and over and over again. 
And uh, man, we went out there. So what happens, it, we, we go out there and it was so crazy cool. And everybody's out there going, yeah, 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 and they're doing their thing, you know. And, uh, you know, again, we've been seeing this for 28 years and we love this. And we're out there and we're dancing with them and we're doing we're doing a thing and we're walking through it all. And it's it's ridiculous. And then we get to we when we get up there, they want to present uh, gifts to us for bringing opportunity to them. Right. The gifts that they bring is they'll give you eggs, um, which I'm always for. I'm a big time egg guy. Uh, they give you eggs or they give you goats or they give you chickens. In this case, they gave us rabbits. Uh, and so everybody brought like some kind of an animal or vegetable or a pineapple or something. And so we just popped it all up in the back of this truck. I'm like, well, thank you very much. That's not what I'm here for, but thank you. Hey, thank you. And we're just hugging people. You, I, I bet I hugged on this trip. I don't know, literally thousands and thousands of people, right? Literally. That's all I'm doing the whole time is just hugging everybody. Right. And so, um, we do all that and then we're, we're driving off and we get the whole back of this truck is full of goats and chickens and eggs and pineapples and rabbits and craziness. So we drive down this dirt road that looks like a pig trail, y'all. I mean, it literally looks like a pig trail. We're driving down this road and we're kind of hugging this pig trail or, you know, hugging it, get down the road, come across <clears throat> this little settlement and there's four mama girls, four teenage mama girls that have a ton of kids. Their kids are running around naked and they're all just kind of sitting out, you know, watching their kids play. And they see all these, they see this car pulling up and they're like, what the, it, it is like the Shriners have arrived. Okay. So it's like all these Mazungus pull up and we're like, Hey everybody. And kids start running off everywhere. And they're like, they don't know what's going on. They're all scared. We bust out a soccer ball and throw it in the midst of them. They're like, what? They've never seen a real soccer ball in their whole life. And they're literally kicking around this the, this if you wad up trash and wad it up and wad it up and wad it up and they're really good at making it around and they kick it around like it's a ball we throw out a zeb strong ball and i don't know if you guys know about zeb strong zebstrong.com um that family is a very good friend of mine zeb died of cancer uh, a while back he was a little boy he loved soccer and so we got they have this amazing organization where they give free soccer balls away to kids all over the world in zeb's name so we have a ton of those we blow it up, we throw it out there, we start freaking out. Then we jump out and we got these toys for these kids. These, and it goes off. And they never even seen anything fly before. This is way out in the jungle. And they're like, what? I'm like, look at it. It's a skeeter. It's a skeeter. Everybody's running around. We're chasing each other with those things, losing our minds. And these mama girls are like, what the heck? And we show up. We put clothes on all their kids because we, we take you know, we, we, we took 700 and we gave away 720 shirts at one village, just at one. Every kid that was naked, we put a shirt on them. We take suitcase after suitcase of nothing but underwear and panties and dresses and socks and shoes and the entire back of our truck. One of our trucks was filled for all that. So we can just stop and just start gathering up kids and just putting clothes on them. Um, it's another one of the things that makes them vulnerable is they're not dressed and young girls are not dressed and you got to dress them. And so, man, we're dressing, we're, we're, we're dressing them all. We got baby wipes. We're cleaning off all these kids and we're, we're putting clothes on them. And these teenage girls are just like, what the heck? And they're just standing there laughing. They're like, okay, ladies, we started sizing them up for dresses. We started doing all this kind of stuff. Like, oh my gosh. And then we're like, they're like, do you guys have husbands? Uh, is there a father of this village? And they're like, yeah, hang on. So they go call out to the field. All these guys come in from the field. And then all these old people start coming out of these uh, grass huts. And none of them have shoes on. We had shoes with us. We start putting shoes on every single one of their feet. I got a picture here. 
Yeah. So this is, this is, <laughs> that's an old lady right there that we're just, she's just like, Hey, I need some shoes. And by the way, somebody here at open door hand paints shoes for us to take. And I'm sorry that I don't know who that is because there's several people who did that. But if you're watching this, uh, Hey man, this is me giving away some of the shoes that you hand painted and you hand painted cool stuff all over it. And so what you do is you just plop down in the dirt and you just start putting shoes on everybody's feet. That's what you do. And then while you're there, might as well pray for him. You know, hey, King Jesus, I bless the walk of this person. And and I this, this, this. It's just so cool. And so and they're laughing like, whoa, look at these shoes. How awesome is that? Because because we didn't have shoes. Then when they the whole by now, there's like 50 people there in this crowd. That's just like what all the guys. I mean, we give them shirts, we give them hats. Uh, we, we we did all that stuff. But then, man, we unloaded all those goats all those rabbits, all that pineapple, uh, all that matoki. Um, we unloaded all the eggs. Dude, when you hand people a thing of eggs, it's like you're giving them a million dollars. We had loaves of bread. We, we, uh, there was one time, uh, the, the, price of bre- the price of bread in two years in Uganda for a loaf of bread has gone from $1 to $2.5, all right? And so we went and uh, we literally bought several thousand loaves of bread and then had this huge outreach in this monster village with thousands and thousands of people and gave them this big bag of food and then gave them an entire loaf of bread on top of it. And I'm talking about people who would just weep and they would grab it and they'd look like, do you see what these dudes are giving us? Like, are you seeing this? Like, what is this? Well, Jesus is here. That's what it is. By the way, I'm itching like crazy since, since I got back, I'm just itching all over. I don't know what kind of, (laughs) <laughs> what I picked up while I was over there, but I'm just like, hey, so you guys put up on me. Um, so yeah, uh, consequence of hugging thousands of people, by the way. Oh, it better be safe. You be safe, you joker. You sit on your butt on the couch and be as safe as you can. Put yourself in a hazmat suit, hoard up as much toilet paper as you possibly can and be irrelevant and die. And then stand before Jesus and see how that works. Not me, not me. I ain't doing that. I'm hugging everybody. Um, you know, we do the same thing whenever we're in India, you know, at all of our leprosy villages. And of course, you know that you and I have 300 leprosy villages and we have 600 people with leprosy that you and I are responsible for. And you know what you do the whole time you're there? You hug them. That's how you reach a leper for Jesus is you actually touch him and you don't play it safe. It's ridiculous. Well, first and foremost is our safety. Well, no, it's not. I'm all for being safe and I want to be safe. I wanted to get there and I wanted to come back. And I promise you, I was hoping that 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 the plane was safe. We also got on a little bitty, bitty, tiny plane and flew all the way across. And that was interesting flying across. (laughs) That was interesting, but it was safe. I mean, you know, it took off, it landed. And I kid you not, you can ask any of my team that was with me. We landed on this grass runway and there was like African animals all over it. And whenever we were landed, they were like, look out, they're running everywhere. And we're just like, wow, that's crazy. Whenever we landed, the pilot started yelling at the people that were supposed to take care of the runway. And they're like, get out there and get all those animals off that dead gum. And it was like, uh, you, Ugandan in cobs. They're called, they're called a cob K O B. Um, you know, they're kind of like antelope and they were everywhere. Yeah, we saw alligators. We saw elephants. Got within probably 20 feet of an ele- elephant that would have killed us if he could have. But there was a water barrier between us, which I'm grateful for. We saw monkeys all over the place. Uh, we saw baboons and gibbons and their version of something like a howler monkey. And um, 
all that kind of madness. What else do we see? We saw water buffaloes, uh, yeah, hippos, all that is there, okay? And so anyway, the bottom line is that uh, I'm a little bit skitzy today. I'm all over the map. Um, so guys, we have 67 babies in our baby rescue home and saw the, saw the houses that they live in and the mama girls that are taking care of them and how, how beautiful their houses are. Um, as nice as my house that I live in. And I, I, I would be so proud for any of my kids or any of my grandkids to live in any of the homes that you and I have built together because they're not normal houses. They are just incredible. They are just, they're so incredible. And, you know, a house that, that, that cost about a million dollars to build over here costs about 200,000 over there. So it's literally 20%, uh, 20%. So it, to build a $100,000 house here, the construction and all that way would cost a hundred grand. And then you could sell it for maybe 300,000, right? No, no, over there, um, $20,000, 20. Yeah. And talking about finished out. And so bang for your buck. And since we're all not multimillionaires, uh, that's a really good thing, you know, for us to be able to do that. Gosh, um, you guys remember the story of about that little savage that lived on the ground that all the other kids were scared of. And he came and he sat up in my lap and he was two years old. He'd never wore clothes in his life. And he would just like run around and bite everybody and growl at everybody. And, and uh, he was this fat little baby. He jumped up in my lap and we were at this pastor's conference and I'm just sitting there and everybody was amazed that this kid came crawling up in my lap. Well, what he wanted to do was rip me off. He just wanted to go through all of my pockets. And, yeah, I'll take this. I'll take this and I'll take that. And he was just kind of going through that. And then when he got ready to leave, he climbed down off of my leg. And because he'd never had a bath in his life and because he'd never, uh, anyway, the bottom line is what he left on my leg was not good. And I went, you did not just do that. And I told Leanna, throw me some of those baby wipes. And I grabbed a hold of him and I started scrubbing this kid this way, that way, in front of everybody, just, just leaning him across my lap. And I started scrubbing this kid. He was filthy. And that kid bit a hunk out of my left leg. I'm talking about he was biting me as hard as he could. And I'm scrubbing him and scrubbing him and scrubbing him. And the whole place was just laughing. And man, he was clawing me and I'll kill you and all this. Well, we, he was literally a feral child. I mean, no mama, no daddy, just people just threw food at him and he chased people and all that. Well, I want to tell you, he's grown up and he is a fine young man. And I was showing him pictures of him whenever he was little, because all that's still on my phone. You know, I have, I literally have 40,000 pictures on my iCloud on, on my phone. And, uh, that's that little guy. I want to just tell you, um, his name is Joseph. Some other ministry came in some knucklehead ministry came in and just started renaming all of our kids for whatever reason. And they renamed him Herbert. <laughs> like I'll never call that kid Herbert. I never will. Like you guys are a bunch of knuckleheads anyway, but uh, <laughs> he goes by an African name anyway. It's like Munchasabi Kuwami Herbert. I'm like, hello, Joe, how you doing? He's like, I'm good. I'm good, Papa. I love that. Right on. And so, guys, last year we built 150 water wells last year. And this year we're going to – we're. I think the goal is to dig, dig one a day. So we want to get 360 this year. Uh, I never imagined we would top 100. And this last year we did 150. And, and we're, we're on track to literally have one per day. But a lot of people that have sponsored the wells, you're like, hey, 
would you mind naming this after something like, no, man, we'll get a plaque made and we'll name it after whatever, whoever it is. Timothy Heron, uh, his daddy uh, works for us at the food bank and he is an amazing human being, hardworking guy. His son uh, died when he was 18 years old and I believe tragically in a fire. And so they actually, they actually sponsored a well and uh, we had a plaque made for him and we went out there and all these guys, those, those cans are called Jerry cans. Okay. And these, these guys walk miles and miles to come and to get water. And I want you to look at them. They're sharp guys. They were smart guys. We spent time talking with them, praying with them and just talking about the impact that that water well had made. And they're just like, bro, it's a, it's a game changer. I, you know, can't even explain water. Let me tell you, I drank, I, I'll always drink from our water wells. Um, like, why would you do that? Why would I ask somebody else to drink from it if I'm not going to drink from it? Mr. Bougie Bob ain't going to drink from his own water wells. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever, man. Like, well, what if it makes you sick? Then we shouldn't be feeding that water to other people then. That's what. And so I tell, we tell all, all of our people whenever we dig our wells, you know, Pastor Troy's going to come there and he's going to drink from it. It better be a really good well. Because <laughs> if it kills him, that's not going to look good on y'all. All right, I gotta let you guys go. Are you guys, are you just so happy? Because I am. Uh, Anthony wants to know, how did you leave? Yeah, well, you leave with a lot of tears, man. That's what you do. You, and they, everybody balls and squalls every time you leave. And everybody asks you, uh, kids ask you the whole time, Daddy, can I come home with you? I, I there's a little boy named uh, Eric that one time, um, we had rescued him and brought him to one of our homes and got him cleaned up and got him in school. And he was just such a smart guy, just such a smart, smart, smart little boy. He was probably nine or 10. And he taught, he, he literally asked me, um, could I come home? Would you take me to Texas? And could I come with you? And I said, Oh, Eric, I, I would buddy, but I can't. And, um, he said, well, um, okay. He said, well, perhaps I could come to your house and I could work for you. I said, Eric, you would, if you came to my house, you would be my son and you wouldn't have to work for me. And yeah, that's how that would be. I just can't get you out of this country. I can't. Um, uh, anyway, I, I tear up every time I think about it. And I went from village to village looking for Eric this time. He would be probably uh, 20 years old now. And mm, I went looking, asking, hey, is anybody saying I have this picture on my phone? I was like, I haven't seen Eric now in like five years. And I was like, no, we don't know where he's at. And uh, I'm just like, wow. So yeah, so anyway, those kinds of things happen. That's absolutely true. I'm gonna let you guys go, I think. And I will, I will, I'm about to thank you for loving me. Thank you for blessing me. Thank you for being a part of our tribe. Thank you for supporting this. Thank you for partnering with me. Thank you for, for loving people that you don't even know, man. Thank you. Thank you for being like that. Thank you for not being a part of the political narrative of the world and just going, no, man, we're going to make a difference and rain on the rest of the world. The rest of the world can try and keep up with us. <laughs>